What's up, y'all? This is J.M. Robertson checking in for Joe Dew's Clothiers with the Inspired by Life Art and Dreams podcast. Thank you all for giving us an ear. It's only right that I greet you all the right way. So I'll say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night to wherever you are in the world listening to us right now. Thank you. This year, um, hold on for one second. Had to, there we go, plug the computer up. This year we thought it would be a good idea to give you all the video component to be attached to the podcast. So if you wanted to see my beautiful face, you'll be able to do that as well as listen hands-free without you know, having to pay attention to the video. You can just listen to the podcast. Thank you all again for checking this out and giving us an ear. So this is the first one for 2019. And I told myself that I wouldn't do a podcast until there was something of relevance, something that was... um, Worthy of being talked about, you know, in the sea of content that you can consume in a day or a week. Uh, We just didn't want to continue to just put anything out for sake of just putting it out. So there were a couple of things that I could have spoken on that would have just been like everybody else speaking on it. You know, at some point you just get tired of listening to it and you want to listen to something else or do something else. You know, I love how content can be consumed, but sometimes it's just so much that, you know, you just get tired of it. So there were a couple of things I'll run down the list of a couple of things that I thought about speaking on, but I didn't. This is the right topic, though. So. I'm going to have to refer back to my notes because it was far too much stuff that I could have spoken on that I just chose not to. The first one, I think the ongoing White House mess could have easily been spoken about and just run into the ground. I think there's enough coverage on it without my voice. And I think we have an upcoming election to pay pretty close attention to with some of the voter suppression tactics that have been used and still having the electoral college. Um, I just chose not to speak on that. The R. Kelly situation, um, if you're in that life or if you pay attention to that mess, which it truly is, is a mess, I decided not to touch on that topic touch on that topic like I wrote that myself um the 21 Savage thing could have I felt some type of way and I did it but I you know maybe that's the unreleased tapes I didn't want to release that because it was sort of like 
emotional and it was right around the time of the Super Bowl. So I was still in my feelings about the Super Bowl. So in that whole, you know, we're not watching it, protests of the Super Bowl, but then Cap got his money, but it still was like, uh. Um, the Robert Kraft situation. That was a nice one too. Now down there in Florida, you, you know what I mean. Coming after the Super Bowl, kicking it like that, and then. So I said, "Well, that was all negativity," and I didn't always want to be the person that's like the bearer of bad news. So I'm like, you know what? Let me talk about some good stuff. So I started paying attention to some of the good things that was happening around me, and I encourage you to try that. Put yourself around some good energy, some really good energy. It's next level, yerk. But um, so I had a friend, associate. I met this young man like maybe last year, and um, he has an album out, and I like the way he's going about his business. His name is J. Dot Rain. Um, he's from my hometown, so. That is, you can support everybody from your hometown because what they do may not align with what you're doing. But um, I like what he's doing, intelligent guy. So he has an album out. Check him out on iTunes platforms and different things. J. Dot Rain, friend of mine, Daytona. We've been friends for a while. The kid Daytona, he has, uh, he's he's traveling the world right now independently and, and doing some really good things. So shout out Daytona. Um, but I know, and I have several friends that are they have businesses that are thriving, um, whether they're in corporate positions or whether they own businesses. They're you know they're doing their thing, so that's always a good thing for me. And I try to surround myself as with as many of those people as positive as as possible. So that was how I was feeling for a minute. But I you know oh. And the blackface joints with the fashion and all that. Ooh, that was a. I could have really went in on that one, but I just kind of sat back and, you know, chess moves. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes things are like distractions, and you need to concentrate on you. So I just concentrated on me and what I'm doing. Like that was too much, but hey, H and M did it, and ain't nothing nothing changed. So you know, I ain't gonna. Speak on that either. But this one in particular got my attention. This topic. And I'm not going to keep you long with the seven minute mark. So I'm going to try to keep this around about 10 to 15. So bear with me. I'm going to try to put some energy into it so it ain't just me blabbering because I might not be telling you anything that you don't know. Um, but listen closely. Check it. So. This college scandal is a good one. It's a real good one. Mm. Some of you may be familiar with what happened or what is happening because the case is still very fresh. But there's been an FBI investigation into an admission scandal to some of the more uh, higher ranking, and I'll say that because rankings are like politics too. You know, when your name is on that list, it matters to the bottom line, but we'll get to that. But people have been paying 
to have people take tests for their kids. They've been through various means getting them into certain colleges that maybe they wouldn't have they would not have been able to get into um, solely based off their grades or their experience or whatnot. And some of the names of the schools, I won't read the list, but some of the names of the schools are very impressive. And in the process of paying attention to how this is so like a black eye to college, I want to name this episode College or Bus because it seems that in this day and age, and I, I say 2020 because I feel like 2019 is almost over, but that's just me. But I like saying 2020 anyway. I just feel like, this is 2019, but I just feel like in this day, age, and era, that college is just not what it used to be in in terms of unlocking the door to success. That's a a good name too, door to success. I may name my book that, I'm working on the book. But my era, I was born in the 70s. Coming off of that era with school and being able to participate and attend some of these colleges was a thing where it was like, you're able to go to college now. Well, you've been able to go to HBCUs for a while, but now you're able to go to predominantly white institute of higher learning. So let's march ahead. With that being the key, that could open up the door to success. And I think we probably not going to regret going, those of us that did go. Whether you finished or not, uh, I think there's something said about some of the soft skills and things that you learn about yourself and about other people when you go to college that's beneficial long term. The degree is a whole nother thing, right? I shouldn't be drinking this close to the computer, but... I'm living on the edge right now. But um, I'm drinking my coffee close to my computer. But if you listen to the podcast, you didn't see that. But listen to, go to the YouTube channel and then you'll be able to watch it to see what happened. But seeing this cheating scandal unravel when some of us went to school use our degrees the best we could to get ahead to see how this intricate scheme to place undeserving kids in game the system in positions that they probably shouldn't have been in whether that's a job or whether that's a um, a seat at a prestigious university or college institution of higher learning was an eye-opener to me and I'll tell you why. A friend of mine, I met her some time ago. And uh, I won't call her names, right? But she posted something on Facebook. And it was a post from a young lady that was a writer. So she wrote the essay. She wrote the thesis. She wrote the resume, she positioned herself to be in a position, pause, like I don't know how to say that, but she positioned herself to take advantage 
of these opportunities. And it was interesting because to see her post detail how that pipeline kind of works, it kind of just confirmed what I already was thinking, but it was good to see somebody who was like on the inside, so to speak, saying that. And I won't keep you much longer, but I just wanted to run this down, break it down. It's been looked upon by society that sometimes HBCUs, um, the education received at these places are not as good as some of the education at these other schools. One, I never believed that because I felt like that was media training as well to kind of force that narrative, which goes back into black people probably are not as smart as some other people. Um, that's kind of how you drill that and get that inferiority complex started. Also, there was a other, another study that came out that says black educational systems receive predominantly black educational systems receive $23 billion less than those of their non-black counterparts. It's a big number too. So I started thinking about other things and piecing things together as I read this article. And um, I can't say enough about the young lady who had the courage to even say that. So my friend could post it. But it got me thinking about when I was substitute teacher in Tuscaloosa, and yes, I substitute taught. Hell of a teacher, right? I believe, I love helping. But I substitute, substitute taught at every school, every grade level, third, kindergarten, all the way up. And I started to see what they mean when they say the pipeline to prison, like from the pipeline to prison a lot of times starts from not performing in the classroom, getting into a little trouble in the spiral. And I started thinking about all these different things and how they were connected. And in this article, it talked about how the pipeline started, like going to a pre prestigious school, getting the job, which gives you the resume and the, uh, salary history, which pretty much starts you on the path to success. And that's what it made sense why they were paying so much money to get their kids into school. And so I said, wow, you know, changing scores, paying somebody behind the scene. And I said, yo, that scale is tilted because whatever I got on my test, I took it on the chin. I was never a cheater. I had to answer to my parents when I didn't perform. Some of that was me, some of that was other things going on. But I took whatever grade I got on the chin. I know what I know, whatever, right? And somebody told me one day, they said, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And he know who told me that. But I never really felt like that either. But I just looked at this cheating scandal, because that's what it was. You were cheating. It's just like a performance-enhancing drug or something that you're not allowed to take to perform better. You were cheating. And I said, I just don't know if we're really looking at how big this 
is and how it impacts your life, my life going forward. I use myself as an example. I met this guy probably about two or three years ago, and he had his own brand, and he was, you know, I would say New York to protect the actual whatever, whatever. And I went to his store, and I was like, oh, man, got a vibe to it. I knew some people that knew him, so we hit it off, and I was like, I'm in the business, too. We were talking, and the guy had this location in one of the more prominent real estate commercial areas for retail. And I was talking like, ooh, I'm adding up the numbers. And I'm like, dude must be doing numbers or he got some money back in him because it costs a lot of money to be in this space. And he eventually told me that he knew the guy that was the leasing agent and gave him this location for like six months just to see how he would do. And I said, whoa, that's big. Coming up on Christmas, you already got the store. Like, you just got the alley-oop. I'm like, man. Needless to say, he didn't make it. Retail is a tough business, especially with brick and mortar. I know how to solve that. So if y'all want to get at me and let me show you how to run a brick and mortar store, I got you. But I came to him and we were talking. We talked about doing some business together. And I fell back because I'm like, nah, because this might help him more. This is going to help me. And then I'm not going to get what I need to get. So I fell back. But the mere fact that he had somebody who can alley-oop him like that, and that's just one example, right? I said, yo, one, nepotism is real, but two, it's really about who you know, how they can help you, because everybody taking care of their own, right? And I said to myself, I don't know if the young people nowadays really know with there being 20 million people students un enrolled in undergraduate studies across the country currently if they really know what they're competing against and to see it play out for myself see it play out for other people who are underemployed not employed couldn't find a job in their in in their uh, field of study my question then turned is to what are we doing to prepare them because the table seemed to be just as tilted as they were before. And this is for my young people. So if you're listening to this, this may not, this podcast episode may not be for you or maybe. But the question to them was, what are you prepared to do? Because I remember very clearly when I was graduating from getting my MBA, shout out to Clark. Clark Atlanta University, York. One of the, the the slogans that I don't know who, how that became this, the official Clark anthem, but it's find a way or make one. And I, I'm so happy that I went to a school like that with that type of model because you may be one of the lucky ones that find employment, gainfully employed, doing something you want to do. Some of us may not. And I had my job opportunities. Some I wanted, some I didn't. You know, some things just don't align the same way for everybody. And I and I just truly believe that this is what's meant for me to do, which is to own my own brand and sell the vibe and design and manufacture and position Joe Dudes inspired by life, art, and dreams as a prominent brand, especially given the things that we've seen with some of these other 
prominent brands or brands that we like. But my question became to, what are you going to do? What are you prepared to do? This for the young people. What are you prepared to do? Because if someone can get into Yale, or let me stop calling names, if they're able to get into one of these schools, and because it's in this top 25 or whatever, and their resume gets automatically pulled out of some algorithmic software that pulls resumes from these schools before they pull resumes from other, how are you going to even compete? Are you not even going to be able to compete? So with that being said, I'm like, is it college or bus right now? Is it still that? What's your college degree worth? Phone lines are open. I'm going to put the number up. We're going live. We're going to let you. No, nah, I'm just playing. This is not live. And no, we do not have a phone line. But I want to know. Because I know people from all walks of life that maybe they went to school, got some form of education after high school, maybe got a certificate, maybe they're a painter, maybe they're a restauranteur. They, they, you know, they got experience from other places other than college, and they, they seem to be doing fine. So um, I would like to ask you, because we've we kind of seen that the college thing at this point has been purchased for some people. Some of the more uh, prominent people, some of our former presidents and current presidents, you know, had questionable grades, um, questionable ways that they got entered into the prestigious university and went on to achieve other things. So my question to the young people, what are you prepared to do? I have nephews I worry about. It. What y'all going to do when you go to college and you play ball? Look at those college athletes that don't go pro every year. What they going to do, though? And the scales, the scales still aren't tipped in your favor, tilted in your favor. What you going to do? I'm at the 22 mark. I got two more minutes in me. Just a little longer episode. Break it up. Watch it. Listen. But come on, y'all. Y'all not in... I'm going to give you this example and I'm going to ride out. I'm going to wrap it up and find me some closing remarks and I'm gone. Make sure you go by joedues.com, J-O-E-D-U-E-S.com. Check it out. We're in the new studio. Um, in the process of some other business ventures that I'm, I'm eager and I'm, I'm so happy to be finally being able to share some of this good news with some people. But I'm going to get my ducks in a row type of person before I talk about it. So we're working on the new spring and summer stuff. Uh, hopefully there'll be some things in there that you want to buy and purchase and continue to support the brand. I'll be doing more of these video audio components to kind of continue to push myself as well as the brand forward. So thank you all for listening. This example, just say coming out of college, you're able to get a job making 50, 75,000. We say 50 for sake of numbers. Somebody else gets a job making 150. Same resume, same school, different school, whatever. But if they make three times what you make over the course of three years, that's a lot of money. And that's how the disparity in wealth continues to continue to have its cycle unremoved. College, I don't want this to come across as I'm pro, 
entrepreneurship and anti-college because I'm not. College is a beautiful, fertile ground for minds that are willing and able to go there. In some cases, those that even shouldn't have been there are able to go there and enjoy it. I have friends that didn't finish. I have friends that finished. I have friends that didn't use their degree. I had friends that didn't go pro. I have friends that were whatever. But finding the lane is something that we all have to do. Um, there's so many ways nowadays to take advantage of opportunities more so than I believe we had. The information is there. The opportunities are there, depending on how you look at it. I just want to encourage people, especially as you have young kids that get ready to, um, I guess that's my cue, my siren at the 25 minute mark, but pray for whatever's going on out there. But let's look at some other opportunities for some of these young people, because we can see that, yeah, that system seems to be a guaranteed um, key as Khaled would say it. Shout out to DJ Khaled. That's a major key. College is, absolutely. But you gotta know what you're getting in, in, in for. I interviewed a young guy the other day, and I hope you don't get mad at me using him in this uh this podcast as an example. But he applied for a position with me. I interviewed him and he told me that he had applied to three hundred jobs and hadn't gotten one call back. And I shared that with some other people. And they said 300. I was up in the thousands. And he told me that I was the only person that gave him constructive criticism about his portfolio. Nobody even looked at his portfolio. He didn't even get a call back. And I, I've heard that story so many times that my question to the parents and also to the young people is, what are you prepared to do? You know, there's so many talented young people out here that are afraid to start their own business. They're afraid to start at the bottom. You don't have to go to college to learn how to run a restaurant. You really can learn on the fly. Go get a job as a busboy and work your way up. They pay good money for people to manage restaurants. So I just think well, we have to expand past just the college or bus. I know people that make money with a camera. Several they make good money with a camera. I'm just saying that there, there are more ways to skin the cat. And as my mother always says, is everybody fruit doesn't fall off the tree at the same time. This is J.M. Robinson. I'm signing off for the Inspired by Life, Art, and Dreams podcast. Hopefully I've shared some words with you, inspired you in some shape, form, or fashion. I appreciate the listen, the look. Um, this will be, hopefully, depending on how this video turned out, this is will be made available on the YouTube so you can look at the video, watch the video, see my facial expression and the passion that I have for things like this. But um, that's that. Signing off. Make sure you check the brand out. Follow on IG. Subscribe on YouTube. I don't do too much content, but I'm trying to step it up. So yeah, that's that. Inspired by Life on the Dreams podcast. J.M. Robinson signing off. Salute.